0: You're listening to the Self Made Podcast. My name's Mike Coffee, and joining me are my co hosts, Sam Ramundi and Jeff and Jess Banky. Welcome to the Self Made Podcast. This is not enough energy, though. We have to turn it up to like. A <laughs> <for> sure.
1: Like, <laughs> this first, can't be, like, this NPR. first episode is already.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ooh. We can't be like NPR. Trash. We can't be like. Hello. Hello, and welcome to the Self Made Podcast. I'm Tony Merbles with my co hosts. <laughs> Can <kidding> me, though? <laughs> Can we please? I
1: really do hope this is how the first episode starts. So people are like, "What the yeah. fuck do we just tune Oh into? no!
0: Let me just hit the stop button real quick. No, this will not be. It'll come in <laughs> hot with like crazy dope like club music and stuff, and then it'll be like, <laughs> "Hello, welcome to Self Made Podcast." <laughs> Over to Jeff. Oh, you have the soundboard. <laughs> 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 I know. I've got it ready to go. I can. I got the vuvuzela ready to fly, guys. Don't you worry. It's gonna come in a place. <laughs> We'll just and then it comes mm. into like welcome to self-made podcast and then i'm gonna say i'm jeff with two moose and i'm gonna throw it over to mike coffee <laughs> and then jeff will start talking and we'll just confuse the shit out of everyone <laughs> it's
1: gonna be this crazy. is the AKA self-made I'm, podcast. Mike, I'm mike i'm Mike <laughs> I'm <my> coffee <laughs> I'm and i'm also oh, jeff <laughs> and i'm also <laughs> jess <laughs> i'm definitely not sam
0: <laughs> it's a two-person I podcast mike? see all the fake identities i'm using a mic <laughs> So, look, I want to talk. I have a topic of some interest as a business owner. I had a company reach out Please to me on me. Sunday. And they're like, hey, we're a procurement company. And we have a customer who's interested in this item that I make. It's a listing on my site, which I was like, okay, I won't know why would. they wouldn't just reach out to me directly. But that's fine. <laughs> and they wanted 2,400 units of it, which is fine. We've, I've done bulk on this item before. Let me let my dog in hold on. She's gonna be very annoying if I don't let her in. Um, anyway, we start talking about it. Everything sounds legit, and twenty three hundred units of this item is like thirty nine thousand dollars or something like that. So it's a good order. and uh, we get going on it <laughs> um, and they're like, okay, so can you just can you send the invoice through QuickBooks? I'm like, yeah, I can do that, but I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some more information on the client and what all who, who's paying for this. Are you or the client paying for this? And he's like, well, the client is. And I'm like, why, why are you, how are you getting paid? I don't understand how the person that was, I was dealing with was getting paid. So it started to throw up a red flag for me. Like, how does the client pay for this when this person's coordinating it all? How are they making money? Are they taking off the tip? Anyway, it seemed weird to me that they weren't, they were the procurement company, but I don't know how they were going to get their hands involved if they're just literally coordinating it. So, and I don't know what the QuickBooks scam is, but I started to feel like it was a scam. I don't know if there's a QuickBooks scam where they can get your information through the the link to the invoice. I've never heard of it. I did some research. I couldn't find anything. But either way, I was like, hey, I need you to send me the W9 of whoever's paying for this so that I can get some like legal entity information on this so I can really have some like leverage in case something goes wrong. And they just refused to send it. So I was like, ah, this is a red flag. And they just kept saying, <coughs> um, just just send the link. <laughs> Like, no, no, just send the link. Send the link. So it's, yeah. like, it's cool. No, just send the link. Don't think about it. Just send the link. It was just kept being like, just send the don't link. Don't I'm worry like, about oh, it, man, this, this is totally a scam, you know? So I don't know what the scam is. If anyone knows what that is, I'm all ears. I called my CPA and he's like, hmm, never heard of that. So. so recently,
2: um, I got a new laptop and I went to go sell my old laptop on the marketplace. And right away, someone's like, boom, I'll give you 900 bucks for it. I'm like, all right, cool. And then, I'm like I got to ship it. So like I'll, I'll give you an extra 50. I'm like, all right, great. This is and like we were going back and forth, they were asking questions, seemed pretty legit. And then I was like, how do you want to pay? Like, I, you know, I want to do payment PayPal or Venmo or whatever. And then we went through Venmo. And like, all right, I sent the money. I never got the money. And then she's like, oh, check your email. And then we got an email for the PayPal. It, like it all looked pretty legit until you clicked on the email and then the oh, email was nice. No, I didn't click any links. I just looked at the oh, email address. The name. And it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's like Venmo a million underscore characters. something, something, something. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, um. So you log into this fake portal that looks like PayPal and they Venmo. get all your, or whatever, whatever <laughs> app.
0: And then they wipe right. out your account. So it's like a keylogger um, type thing where they just take your. Right.
2: I'm assuming. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. You log into yeah. your Venmo. They now have all your Venmo. And now you have to sell sandwiches to make the bills And happen.
2: he said something to and her like.
0: I'm not clicking that link. This is a scam. And then she just blocked right me. Away.
1: Okay. <laughs> Guys, this is this is why you just go the old fashioned route of meeting strangers on Facebook in a sketchy parking yeah. lot and hope yeah, you yeah. get murdered. Like that is behind just a why Kmart. Meet someone on Craigslist. Yeah.
2: <laughs> why does it always come back? T- We're always getting murdered. <laughs>
0: <laughs> why is that? Why do you guys always think that? <laughs> so is there some sort of podcast situation that you guys just always go back to murder? Hi,
1: <laughs> hi, my name is Sam, and I'm a with to true crime podcasts.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> I love murder.
1: That's all my brain can think. About.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's a bold stance, Jeff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you really love murder, or you say you love murder because everybody else is saying they love things?
0: <laughs> I'm I just making my spot.
1: personality now.
0: Great. It's your whole personality is murder. Man, this show is taking a wild turn already. Um, no, anyways. So, yeah. Scams. They exist. Especially when, like, people perceive you as having any sort of money, too. Like, it kind of just goes with, like, owning a business or being in any sort of, I guess, spotlight, too. But, I mean, people get scammed all the time. Old people fall for it, like, nonstop. It's, like, constant old people scams. They believe everything. It's funny. We all it's grew bad. up being told by our parents not to believe anything on the Internet. And now, like, all of our parents... Just believe everything on the internet. It's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like really sad. Like the such a role reversal. I don't know. Maybe.
2: It's- oh, but have know. you have you seen the recent ones where they can like steal your kid's voice? Like they oh, take like the man. Instagram videos of their kids talking, and they run it through some AI thing, and they like, "Hey, Mom, i need money? I'm going. To, I'm in jail in Mexico." And like people are oh, falling dang. for it because it sounds like their kid's voice. Really, they're getting pretty good that at this AI I, like, creepy yeah. stuff.
1: That happened to my grandparents. It, so somebody called and was like, hey, grandpa, it's me, your grandson, Rob. And like he, like it was like his voice, like so creepy. And then my mom, like he called my mom being like, what? Like what happened? He's in jail. My mom was like, since when does he call you grandpa? Like, come on, get with it.
0: <laughs> oh, the elderly, those slow and dangerous behind the wheel. <laughs> Can still serve a purpose. We
1: will be there one day, so don't talk too much. Shit. I know, right?
0: I know it's not like re- it's not like really far away either. It's like, oh, no. no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's crazy. Like the, sc- the scams are pretty, um, pretty elaborate these days, too. But I think I think one of the giveaways was that, like, the response I was getting on my email was the same exact response, like copy, paste, copy, paste response. It wasn't even like varied. And I was requesting specific things. And the response was like, no, man, just send the just send the link. <laughs> it's just like super like just scammy send- anyway. Scam stuff, so. uh, Yeah, that's what I had happen this week, amongst <laughs> other things. I don't know what we want to talk about. Like, what, do we, what do, we, do we want to talk about, like, what work we got going on and stuff like that? Or what do we want to we do? We
1: probably should, right? Like, we we're should, talking right? about being self-employed. We probably should yeah, actually talk about it. we this. shouldn't
0: scam it out. <laughs> Sam, what do you got going on right now? Why were why are you running four <laughs> oh. minutes late today?
1: Why don't, what don't I have going <laughs> on right now? <laughs> I'm doing that really cool thing where I'm like, yeah, I could totally handle three projects at once all by myself. And then, like, now I'm 50% into each one of those projects. And I'm like, who told you this was a good idea? Sometimes I'm like, who let me have a business unsupervised? Like, I just don't.
2: Yeah. I don't know why anyone let
1: me do this. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Um, But, yeah, no, I have a commission going on for, like, a custom Wet bar, I have a yeah, yeah. uh, laundry room in my basement going on. I have, I'm still working on finishing my workshop. So, you know, just like all the things.
0: What's the status on your workshop?
1: I really like, I'm so close. It's like that thing where you only have like two more things you need to do, but you drag it out for as long as humanly possible. Like, you know, do you so actually not want to finish? Have, <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I, like secretly, you just want to keep if going. This is done... <laughs> yeah like forever um (laughs) but no all i literally have to do is cut two cabinet doors for my outfeed table and like basically my shop is done why am i waiting three months to do that
2: how do you juggle the so like my brain struggles with multiple projects at once like filming wise so like do you just have like three memory cards that you're just swapping in
1: Oh, oh, no, 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 That sounds logical. It's
0: a disaster. <laughs> it's just sounds one really nice. nine terabyte SD card. <laughs> <with like laughs> 700 just hours chaos. of video. You just throw it at your editor Basically. and say, good luck. <laughs>
1: Yeah, what's gonna happen is my editor is gonna be like, "What's next on the table in like a month from now?" And I'd be like, "I think we should do the Alfie table, but let me look through all sixteen of the SD cards I have <laughs> to figure out which one I filmed that on, <laughs> and oh, then I'll
0: man. send you the footage." <laughs> I'm. I seem like I have it
1: together. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I seem like I have it all together sometimes, but I promise, I just don't. I don't. I just editing makes me look way more organized than I actually am.
0: That's the cool Shout part about it. You can make it. Yeah, you can make it look however you want it to look. <laughs> it's really cool. Editing's exactly. dope. <laughs> How's the wet bar, Sam?
1: Oh, it's good. So uh, I went to the job site this morning, and they uh, were installing. They got this like custom quartz backsplash uh, to match Ooh. the countertop, so they were installing that today. Watching four guys lift like a seven hundred pound slab hurt my back, so I can only imagine <laughs> how they are feeling.
0: But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was,
1: it's coming. It's coming along. That it's looks kind of shitty. Like,
0: Slamming fifty yeah, percent off candy. <laughs> <That
1: would suck>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's good. It's like it's at that point though where I kind of get to just go in and do my custom touches next, which Sick. I'm really excited about. And yeah, the client yeah, is dope. like so stoked. Um, cool. If I like wish these clients on everyone who does a commission, they are so awesome to work with. Like that's if. The best. Every commission was this easy. I would be doing commissions all the time. So <laughs> it's been good, though. It's good.
0: If only. I think only once you get into, like, high dollar things, the the bad clients are the exception and not the rule. I think typically they're pretty cool for the most part when they're, yeah. like, high dollar things. When it's, yeah. like, low dollar jobs, everyone's they're back they're like how come it's not even cheaper than this <laughs> it's like okay oh, <laughs> <never mind>. it's- <laughs> this is not
2: what i expected for stain
0: <laughs> perfect match i cut you no, off asking good. about wet bars jeff what were you gonna say i'll just, just say what we're working on
2: we don't work yeah, yeah what do you? Like we do a whole lot of nothing so My. we're finishing, finishing up like the end of our orders And then we're pretty much cutting off all, like, the clocks and small goods and then just pretty much only cutting boards and content. Sick.
0: For the last year, we've been trying to, like, juggle all the random stuff, and we're just killing it. Why did you decide to stick with cutting boards and not the other things? I know the answer, but I think other people will want to know the answer. Why did you decide to cut out clocks and stuff? So,
2: content, essentially, because... I don't know. The cutting boards just do so much better in content versus just gluing together some pine and slapping some numbers on them. Like you can get the dollar amount with the clocks because you can get a pretty good price point for them. But even the cutting boards, like the more you sell them, the more I can get with like the inlays because they're not like just a basic cutting board. But yeah, more more so just content. And I also need to keep, I need to sell something to keep wood coming in because I have wood minimums. I have to get a minimum of 100 board foot. And if I'm just like tinkering Mm. around, it's just, and a few cutting boards for boxes. A few boxes for cutting boards is easier than a bunch of right, boxes. They're all that fit relatively giant the same. Clocks.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, and yeah, it smaller, eats up so right, much space. Right. Yeah. 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 Floor space for sure. Yeah. That makes sense. What else you got going on?
2: Nothing. Try to get in a content groove Sick. now. And that's pretty <laughs> much pretty much the, trying to figure out our entire life. It's fine. Basically. It's all what's uh what's your content
0: plan i mean you want to share any of the content strategy
2: um as of now i'm just
0: (laughs) trying to get our content
2: or like our youtube in order just because i'm just all over the place with everything so pretty much i'm just kind of going to stick with like the automation for now and just do like cnc's 3d printers but then also the caveat of just having more time is we need to figure out some sort of strategy to involve her more because I'm like the nerdy weird one that like goes deep into like the tech and she just don't care. She's like, I just want this thing to work. Tell me how to do it and cool. <laughs> so it's hard to incorporate her in those videos when she's just like, I don't care how fast it prints. Just let's just make it work. So we're getting to kind of start. I'll probably start doing some big builds or maybe some stuff around the house to where she's actually interested in it. And it's not like,
0: you know, are you fun stuff? Are you, You're going to have that on the channel though, right? The builds? Yeah. For sure, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's like, how about
2: you, Mike? What do you you, what do you got working on? Or what are you
0: working on? <laughs> um, I got so we're doing a commercial build out right now for this bathhouse, and we just got like a couple thousand board feet of white oak in. So we got that, and then this bedroom set. It's like a the there's so much wood in the shop right now. We've got um, there are these five like privacy panels with like louvered. It's like a it's like a framed in panel with louvered vertical pieces running down it there's like 20 of them down there they're six foot long and eight foot tall and it's for like basically as you move around the wall it looks like it's either open or closed depending on how you move around it because they're at 45 degree mm. angles the vertical pieces so yeah it's pretty cool it's a it's just millwork it's an architectural pe- it's like an architectural piece basically um and they're super clean it's all riffs on white oak so it's like nice stuff but it's a big commercial Beautiful. job but then we're, Yeah. And then we're doing some beam wraps in there and then we're doing like a reception desk. So that's a big, nice job. And then, um, I'm doing a full bedroom set for a lady who's been a fantastic client. She's amazing. Like, uh, I, I did a bunch of build out stuff for her business uh, a year and a half ago and I built another, a couple other personal things for her, but this is like, I'm doing her full bedroom set right now. And then in April, when her new house gets finished, I'm doing a whole dining room set for her as well. And then I'm going to be doing a guest room set for her in the summer. So she's a great, great customer. She lets me, do whatever I want as long as I stay within her style, which is shaker, which is so easy. <laughs> like, it's not, easy. it's just like great. Yeah, like, so. it's, like it's like my style all day long. Like it's like, I can just knock that out all day long. So um doing that. But I just had a, a potential client come down and we had a meeting yesterday for an entire sushi restaurant build out, which I am super sick. So like, it's sick. Like, yeah. He's like, they want like the whole, they want this like two dual eight foot carriage doors for the, in, entryway to this place so it's going to be all it's going to be all um all walnut the entryway is going to be all walnut like 10 foot tall doors eight foot wide doors with a big opening and then the entryway is going to have bench seats on the inside and they want a whole long cabinet for the sushi bar and but we won't we'll be building the cabinets but it'll all be metal clad because they're preparing everything on there it's got to be stainless um and then it's going to have a wood a dual miter waterfall like 20 foot long bar top wood bar top um, for the people to, like eat at. And then we're doing a big wet bar behind it too. Um, so that one's going to be a big job. Um, and that one's on, is that, them, is that what you're working on now? What are them? Uh, you got two waterfall tables in your shop right now, don't you? This is for that same commercial build out. We haven't decided this, that, that, that restaurant is, uh, is probably four months out. So the ones, the, 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 the two tables we're working on now are for that one with the big architectural panels. So, um, that's a big job that one's a big job but the okay, sushi restaurant's just you, gonna be sick
1: when you sent the estimate were you like this price also includes me getting free sushi for the rest of my life <laughs> i haven't even sent the I price like, like, <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: so like this place is <laughs> the place is like two and a half hours from here like it's so me so sean and i have to go up there next week so we're actually i'm in the middle like this is part of it right like five hours losing five hours which is basically a whole day i'm gonna not i'm gonna come back to the shop i'm not gonna be able to get anything done so sean and i are gonna be out for the day because him and i are both going up there to do field measurements and do all this stuff and talk to the contractor so like i'm not doing that for free like i'm not losing a whole day for no. free. Yeah, and i was talking to the client and i was like look i can't go up he's like and it's cool like the guy i think follows along on the social media side and i i mean basically he was here yesterday he's like look I'm not pricing this to anyone else like this is your jo- I want to do this job with you um he's like I talked to some people who you've worked with up up by me and he's like I don't know he's like I don't know how you work with these people up there I was like I do a lot of work up where his restaurant is going um I have clients I have residential and commercial clients up there and he's like I people were talking about your work and they said it's really good so he's like I'm not I'm just going to go with you for all the finish work so I'm fortunate to have like that street cred because it it's basically like selling the job for me um but it's still his word. Like we don't have a contract in place. so um I'm still I'm gonna be invoicing him for my time. So basically, on things like that, where we have like a day put into it, um, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna charge him for the day on an invoice, But when we land the job, I'm going to take fifty percent of that and deduct it off the cost of the job. Um, because, yeah, that's the nice, yeah, yeah, I mean, that that time is has a markup on it right now. So basically, if we get the job, I mean, the job is going to be massive, guys. Like it's going to be a big job. So like I'll deduct. I just won't make margins on that. It just covers my time. And that just helps me sell the job. Basically, I use my money as a way to sell the job at that point. So um, that job's going to be Leverage a big it. job. Yeah, exactly. So but and it doesn't and it makes the customer put skin in the game, which is important to make them put skin in the game, because if they like have no skin in the game, you're going to get boned. Like they'll just be like, oh, OK, well, thanks for coming up. Toodles, you know, and then you're just out that money and you can't eat that. So,
1: well, okay. Like, this is something that I think is, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to have to talk business at some point throughout this, but yeah. I think that like pricing and all these things are good topics that we can tackle because, yeah. Like, I know when I first started my business, I was like, I don't know how much, like, $20 for this job. Like,
0: no one uh, knows. A piece
1: of gum. Like, I don't know. Yeah, so, right. like, I think that is really a bologna sandwich really nice and a high five. About <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: I love uh, what I yeah, do. No. I don't need to get paid. No. <laughs> (laughs)
1: I do it for the love of the game (laughs) But No I think that pricing is a big one It's so hard to figure that out
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sam's the Nas of woodworking (laughs)
1: inspiration (laughs) There are worse things There are worse things I could be That's a
0: dope moniker
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah like You laugh, but come on.
0: <laughs>
1: no, um, we can no, literally we, do a we, whole podcast
0: on yeah. Every every episode could have p- pricing in it, and I think people would listen. <laughs> I think it's just really scary topic for a lot of people, for sure. So. Oh, yeah. But even content pricing, all that,
2: any sort of pricing is just yeah, so hard to navigate. Sure. Yeah, I'm
0: asking that question all the time. It's like, what do you like? Like my channel is so small on YouTube. Like we don't know what to give up and what not to give up. You know, sometimes when you're smaller, you just have to give up some stuff for better prices. That's just, you don't have the leverage. So, but you also don't want to like, just like anything you price up, you don't want to give up the goose because then later on, it's really hard to recover those numbers. So if you go too low uh, to get going, you're like, it's impossible to get those, get that dollar amount back. And then later on down the road, you're the cheap person. And the last person you want to be is the cheap person in the room. You want to be like, almost as expensive as the most expensive person (laughs) but like do better work yeah that's
2: kind of what you always want to be because and when you undersell yourself it just kind of brings the whole market down that little bit too because the yeah the brands are just going to take advantage of you they want it for as cheap as possible
0: yeah they just want art they want the highest roi for the lowest roi or something yeah anyway they want to spend the less and get the most so everyone wants that though right how can you blame yeah. anyone for wanting yeah, that? I mean, that's capitalism.
1: That's, that's marketing. Yeah. I mean, that's marketing yeah. one. But that's why, yeah. like, you know, we're talking about content stuff. It's That's why it's good to diversify and have different options because then you can, like, bundle a bunch of stuff together. And then you seem like you're given a package deal, but really you're getting paid, like, the premium for it. To do the
0: same thing, basically. I mean, you're just yeah. re-editing it and yeah. putting it on different platforms, which is good because, mm-hmm. I mean, you have the audience there. Um, and it's just you're leveraging what you have. But, yeah, it takes more time, but it's not like a ton of time. If you're fully invested in one platform, you could probably spend a little bit of more time and invest yourself in other platforms as well. Um, And then you're reaching genuinely, I mean, generally you're reaching completely different audiences. I mean like my Instagram audience and my, my YouTube audience, there's an overlap, but it's not huge. I mean, you can see the numbers of people who actually come over to see those things. It's just not a huge overlap. So,
2: but uh, most people live on one platform. So it's hard to get people to leave that platform. Like you're either on TikTok or Instagram or some right. people just hang out on, on YouTube because they like that long form. But now TikTok's chasing that long form content as well. They're uh, really TikTok pushing like the landscape long videos right now.
1: Well, really? I gotta Okay,
2: they need to stop photos.
1: Photo posts, photo posts are doing like better than all the other posts. And it's like yeah, because yeah, you're you're pushing this new feature. But they're all right. just trying to be each other, and I think that's what's so frustrating, though, mm-hmm. is that yeah, it's like, and then like you know, in a year from now, there'll be something else we gotta go do, and so it's just it's it is a lot and it's a lot of work and a lot of bandwidth, but if you can swing it, like just recycle the same crap on all of the stuff and like at this point that's just like the only way you're going to grow. Well, it's not thing.
0: even recycling because the audience is like there's there's no overlap. So it's not yeah, even recycling. Right, it's right. fresh for really that it's it. fresh for that platform. I mean, I mean it's just it's not recycling. I mean, it's recycling for us as the creator, but it's not recycling for the for the platforms. It makes no difference cuz it's new to them and those people probably won't see and they don't even want like the people who are like quickly scrolling through on their screen and like doom scrolling and stuff it's pretty hard to get them to like really sit down and watch a long-form youtube video i think i mean it's just two different audiences totally so anyway
2: also on the smaller platform or like ig and tiktok and facebook short form the content's just so just gone instantly like you can just like on facebook i recycle stuff like crazy like i'll every month I'll cycle through a different set of like videos and it's just like all the same old content that you reuse. And if you're crushing it on one platform, you should at least have the content to crop up to put on the other platforms. It's just taking the time or finding someone to do it for you.
0: Right. Facebook is a good one
1: though, because because you are recycling a lot of the content or like pushing out the same stuff over and over again, a you are still getting monetized for fresh content every time if your page is monetized, but also I mean, like, I'm all about community. I love, especially my Instagram, my YouTube community. Like, those are my family. And Facebook, unfortunately, but fortunately, doesn't feel that way because you can tell that because you're recycling the content, like, there are just fresh eyes on it all the time. Um, it's just so different. It's just, yeah, it's... I, I'm a real big advocate for, like, building a real community on one or two platforms and then, like, leveraging some of the other platforms more for, like monetization or just like helping keep your business afloat because you can't give that bandwidth to all of them it's just too much
0: yeah and there's nothing wrong with that like it's not like they just you need to make money like that's the bottom line no one can do anything for free if you have something you're decent yeah. at you need to charge good for it that's the bottom line like yeah that's the bottom line so
1: it's also like creating um, content like is especially with what we do is not cheap. And it, I mean, I think we're all kind of in this position now where we've found other ways to make money off the content through like commission work here and there. But like, you know, it costs money to create free content. And so like we, sh- you know, it's nice. Not that we should be. I think that's a very entitled way to look at it. But like getting paid to help make that content so other people can enjoy it for free is like i don't know it's important like we it's can't a great way to do that it. unless we're yeah. making the money yeah
2: yeah you can't just especially you redoing like whole spaces
1: oh god i know like it's not it doesn't cost me five dollars to redo a whole basement
2: <laughs> i mean even like paint and all that just like adds up pretty quick
1: well I, it's funny i was gonna ask mike like like are white oak prices crazy by you because they yeah, are it's just twelve dollars a board like, foot for rift <laughs> Yeah, I just got quoted at like sixteen dollars board foot for the fully man. It's just wild. So it's like right. So like, but like materials just keep going up. It's just wild. And so, you know, like we have to find ways to make that extra money to help us with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's built into the price, and it just gets like I told like the. I mean, that conversation was a fast one with the client. I mean, the the interior designer was decided so for that white oak job for that resident for that commercial job. There's an, there's an interior designer as there always is. <clears throat> they have a vision um, with what they want. There's a lot of very industrial. The place is very industrial. All my parts are the only wood parts in the whole building. And she's like, I want riffs on white oak. And I'm like, okay, well, just let you know that's the most expensive domestic lumber you can get right now. Like, there's she's and she's like, okay, well, does that affect your quote? I was like, well, I mean, that's what I priced into the job, so no, it doesn't. But um, so that's what I had quoted originally. And fortunately, when I quoted that job eight months ago, the price has not changed at all. What has changed since then is actually Walnut has dropped by like 30%. Um, so I kept Ooh, trying to put Walnut, Walnut on, on, on them. Um, yeah, it's gone down. Da- like Walnut and White Oak were at the same price. And now I can get Walnut, like quarter sawn Walnut for like $8 a port foot. So uh, the price has dropped quite a bit. But, um But they wanted white oak, they didn't want it to be dark in there, which is that's fine. That's what they wanted. So yes, it's very expensive. Yeah, that's true though. That delivery was like 20 G's, you know what I mean? It's like and that's what Uh, that that lady's bedroom set is all is all white oak. But I mean, every month I spend like forty grand on lumber or material. Like every month I spend like forty grand a month on materials. It's a lot. So um Having a furniture company is expensive. <laughs> it's just expensive. So
2: yeah, and I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. Like people that want to get into it, like, oh, I made a hundred thousand dollars this year.
0: You probably made like forty thousand dollars. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. Your revenue was a hundred thousand dollars. You did not make a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. But, oh so it's, my! People, I could
1: go on a rant. I could just go on a ranty rant about that. I. <laughs> Oh, like when you see, oh, God, here I go. When you see... Like, <laughs> Let her in. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
2: Okay. Uh-oh.
1: Sam's going to get <laughs> spicy. Um, okay, so when you see, like, these Instagram experts or these content experts sharing videos on Instagram, that's like, I made six figures last year. It's like, well maybe your business made six figures. I don't know. I can see the dance I just did. You know, they do like those like, like trendy dances and they're like, I made six figures. Um, Yeah. Maybe your business made six figures. Jeez. Um, But, but like, let's be real. Like there's, especially with what we do, a lot of overhead and we are paying out of pocket for a lot of things to be able to create our content. And so like, just because your business made six figures doesn't mean you profited six figures. And I'm not – I don't think a lot of people are very um, forthcoming about that on the internet and no. make it seem very well, easy. You well, know?
0: honestly, I, I feel like <clears throat> those people actually think that they're crushing that with that number. And I I actually – when I see that stuff, I immediately go – you don't know what the, you don't know what you're talking about, and I immediately like hand wave them away because I just think that they're an idiot because they haven't been doing this long enough and they just don't know. Like I immediately hand wave them when people start talking. There's like I can think of two people right now in the community, and their 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 platform is massive. Both of them have these massive platforms, and they just spew misinformation all day long to their audience. And I I'm, I'm obviously not going to call them out, and they're, they're actually really nice people. The the two people I'm thinking of specifically are really nice, but. um they don't have enough experience to talk about what they're talking about and they make it sound like they do on their platform. The bottom line is they make the majority of their money on content, which generally speaking, especially their style of content, is almost no overhead. Their, over- their all entire overhead is just their time because they are talking heads. They don't actually make stuff, which is fine. No, They don't need to make stuff to be valid or not. That doesn't make them valid. The problem is that they're talking about making stuff as though they do make stuff and they don't make stuff. And – they're giving people information based on little experience. And that pisses me off because they don't know how to run a business like that. (laughs) And they're making it sound like they do. And it's like, no, it's just not that easy. Like I love what I do for a living and I never do anything else. I could never go work for another person for the rest of my life. Um, It's very stressful and it's very hard. And there's a lot of money going out. There's a lot of money coming in, but some months it's a lot of money going out. And you're like, okay, I just spent, you know, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, and I'm not going to see the money come in for like four months. It gets really yeah, stressful. No, and I don't want to.
1: I don't want to knock those people. Like, good on you. Like, I do. I'm broke for you. Made <laughs> me six too. Awesome. <laughs> but, but what what gets me is when they're like, i made six figures doing this, and like you can too, and they make it seem very easy, and so. It, but it's not. It's not that easy. And yes, there are definitely certain. Areas of content creation that don't have a ton of overhead, but like there's still investments there to be made. You got to invest in the equipment. Maybe you're investing right. in the editor. like there are other things you're investing mm-hmm. in. I just I can't handle the non-transparency of those types of videos. Like be transparent. Like, yeah, my business made this much money, but this is how much I actually profited. I think it would just help paint a more realistic picture for people about what to expect when and if you do decide to like do that stuff full time.
2: Yeah. And there's also I think, like um, I saw I saw a good. video the other day and it was like, I made two million dollars or whatever selling this one item on my C and C. But also like great, but the person that's gonna watch that video is gonna be under the pressure that they can do that too. When that product's already been like sold to oblivion. Right. And it's such as just a simple like chachi item that there's probably no way you're gonna get your foot in the door with that kind of item just selling one little silly thing.
0: Yeah, I don't it's tough because it's so good to have that inspirational content, you know? Um inspirational it depends how you view it. it. Yeah, I mean it's it's just it's good to have like, what is it? It's educational, inspirational, and what's the other one always? Um I can't remember. Anyway. Um it's inspirational content's great. Um the problem is like it gets interpreted weird sometimes and people think it's another thing. It has to be it genuine. Yeah, they'll think right. People think it's like oh i can do this now too and they probably can do it maybe not that same thing they can do something else there's a lot of opportunity out there people need to seize like it's not oh, absolutely it, yeah like there's so much opportunity you just have to like go after it and seize it you, there's so many options like people come up with great things there's people in the community uh what's the dude's name who had like the hat business go nuts um there's the a couple of them
2: now because there's a few
0: dudes that yeah yeah. yeah yeah like they, they've gone like nuts because of tiktok stores I'm, like that's dope like for me as like I love seeing other business owners like take off. You know, I don't want to make patch or hat patches. That sounds horrible to me, but that doesn't matter. They are doing something that took off for them, and that's got to be so exciting. And I can feel that excitement for them. I can't remember who there is. There's like three or four people in the community who have had that happen not in the like last six months. But um, it's there's opportunity. Like I would have never thought that that could happen, and then you see it happen, and you're like, oh, that is inspirational. Like I, if you chase something, things can happen that are really cool. <laughs> But also you can chase something and it just dies. (laughs) Like that's a very real fact. Like I have a coffee company and it's probably going to be shuttered down here in the next over the next few months, you know, like that was a thing that worked out really well in the beginning. And then it's just slowly petered off to the point where it just doesn't do anything now. And things just don't work out sometimes, you know, just happens. But But you just just don't know unless you you go for it, it.
1: it right exactly but also like these are important conversations to have because the reality is is like this Mm -hmm. this is why i'm like excited about this podcast because i know that we're going to keep it real right like i think that a lot of people make leaving a career and doing like content creation or any sort of business full-time seem like sunshine and roses especially from behind a computer screen when you're watching it on instagram or whatever Mm -hmm. but like there is a lot of shit that goes into it that you don't think about and like there's, there's a reason why, you know, it took me a decade to like leave a career to decide to do this full time. Like there's just it's scary. so much stuff that needs to be demystified a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. It is scary and you don't know and you don't – you're going into it blind and I mean people can talk about it. I mean we'll talk about that stuff. I mean things get exp- – just everything you don't expect. Like we needed to up- – I needed to, to upgrade my truck for the company. I I did not want to buy a new truck. That's so much money. Like buying a truck is insane mm-hmm. amount of money. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, I got this truck. And then you're like, oh, I got to get insurance for it. And insurance for a new truck is crazy expensive. And then you have to insure all your other. There's just so many things involved. Like, and Then you need a trailer. And then another yeah, trailer. Well, that's a different well, I, kind I of trailer. The big tra- <laughs> yeah, I had to get the truck because I needed to get a big trailer because we're hauling so many raw goods. And then we needed a bigger trailer for that's covered because we're ha- hauling so many finished goods. And they can't get rained on. So you have all these things and everything like this. It's like I'm so exhausted from scaling. Like scaling is so like it's it's so much energy. It's exhausting. There's like I'm in this constant state of scaling and it's like I'm fortunate. So I don't want to complain about it. But it is tiring. Like it'd be really nice to just have a solid year where we're at this level and we just run with this level and you can force it. But I'm too afraid to do that. (laughs) Like I'm too afraid to like not to like not say yes to stuff like I'm I'm, I, I know where my limit is and I'm not there yet. But like, man, I feel like if I if I shuttered growth for like even like six months, things would hit the wall for a really long time. You know I where
1: your limit is. People know where their limit is on saying yes to <laughs> yeah. jobs. It, what? It's six, six employees is hear. my limit.
0: That's my limit is six. I've got that in my head. At six employees, and whenever we're whenever we're doing enough work for six employees, that's when it's going to be the limit for me.
1: I know it. So. No, no. I literally and, got, and it that's why, why we're like day. And Like I got a project picture the other day and I looked at my planner and I was like, like every day was marked out. And I was like, yeah, I could definitely get this done before the end of the month. No problem. Easily. I literally (laughs) don't know where that limit is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Taking on too many projects is definitely a problem for sure. Like, oh, yeah, I'll fit it in here. I still struggle. Always. Yeah. It's brutal.
1: It's hard. Well, it's also hard when you're like, you're the reason, like you don't have a steady paycheck to fall back on. So like, you don't know right. when that next job is going to come in. So part of it's like, Oh, yeah. this next job is coming in right now and I can't fit it in, but I'm going to make it fit in. Cause I need to pay my bills right. and like, make sure I'm eating every day. Right. Like
0: money just, is good. It's
1: hard to say no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's really
0: it's hard, <laughs> hard to, to, say, to say, no. say no to money. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. Yeah, but also like job, what you said earlier,
2: Mike, where you're essentially working for, it feels like you're working for free at that point. If you got paid
0: four months ago for that, like that certain job, yeah it's like all over the place like some clients i get paid in january and we don't do the job till april and then other clients we don't get we we i have to buy all the material and play my pay my employees to build it and then we don't get paid for 60 days after the job's done like commercial work is different like sometimes you're on 60 day terms with contractors and it's like i already paid for this entire job so if they're like oh we're gonna actually have to wait for your payment for 30 more days because the owner didn't pay us then i'm like ha, ha ha what so now i'm like oh i got to sell some wood. you know, like, are <laughs> like so like these, but you so you have to always have this money in the bank and there's all this balance anyway it's just like you know i just want to make cool stuff out of wood now i have to do all this other stuff to make it so that i can make cool stuff out of wood mm-hmm. you know? it's just like a whole it's a hakuna matata thing and that's how all businesses are like yes. you have all these even, things you have to, even do, to content, do the thing though. you love all of it like you have to do all this hustle and bustle to do the thing you enjoy doing it's there's all this back-end stuff that people don't see. You guys are going to go mostly content. You're going to have to do so much like hustling on the back-end to, like, to get money in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, what, that's just yeah. how it goes.
1: Do you ever have these moments where you think of like – because I know we have all gotten this advice from people like, you don't want to turn your hobby into a career, right? And then you do have moments where you're like, oh, are they right this whole time? <laughs> like, <should laughs> no, they're wrong. <laughs> no, they're wrong. Honestly, like wrong. Yeah. I have to say, I, I feel my worry was like leaving a job, like leaving a career that was so helping that like, I wouldn't feel right. as fulfilled by this every day as I did doing that. And I have to say, I truly do feel fulfilled. Like, I'm very <laughs> glad I took the leap.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like you're helping people in so many ways with in a, in so many different ways, like they're you're showing them how they can take their place that they have and turn it into the thing that they want it to be. That's important. People yeah. need to feel like the yeah. place I they're mean, in is their place. I
1: don't know. It's also too, like when you feel the joy of what you do, and I'm sure you guys can test this, like when you feel the joy of what you do every day, it's really easy to like spread that joy to other people. So mm-hmm. I don't know. this is my, this is my speech. Like if you want to do something full time, do it, like go be self-employed. It's really cool. <laughs>
2: But it also really if you're good. not that person that kind of thrives under kind of like the chaos of life and all that. Yeah. I, really? I honestly think that's why most businesses <laughs> fail is just people just get overwhelmed. Just because it's yeah. so much more than people expect.
0: Right.
1: Yeah.
0: It well it's I think. Super that stressful. It's like a
1: good Yeah, but it's a good idea to have like realistic expectations before you decide mm-hmm. to take that leap. And I think that sometimes that's what happens too, is like, you know, especially I think we saw this a lot over the pandemic too, where a lot of people found a lot of growth by sharing things online, which was great because everybody was home. Mm-hmm. But then once everyone started going back to work, like it wasn't the same. And a lot of people ended up going back to their nine to fives after quitting to like do content full time or making full time or whatever it was full time because that was, you know, fulfilling to them and that's awesome. But at the same time, it's like there wasn't that that planning in a sense of like, well, what happens when things do go back to normal? Like, how do I continue to make money doing this thing that makes me happy? So I think it's important to kind of have those moments where you're planning for the worst case scenario, even though like that may not happen, just so that you're prepared.
2: Well, it can happen. But also, how many like, like people good, how many people like quit their job to pursue content? because of like Facebook bonuses or something where they kind of just had like, Oh wow, I'm making good money right now. And then face. Yeah. And then Facebook just like,
0: all right, we're done paying bonuses. And then it's like,
2: you had no other revenue streams.
0: I think that if someone does a move like that, they were never going to be successful in business because you cannot make decisions based on a third party like that. Like you, you just cannot like there's just, putting all your chips into like meta it's crazy like it's so crazy they 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 flip the switches all the time they're always trying new ways for ultimately it's for them to make money i mean it's not really yeah. they're not doing oh, it for yeah. content creators they're, they're like if we pay them pennies on the dollar that we're making from the ad revenue they're going to generate free content for us and we're going to make all this ad revenue that's ultimately what it's about it's all about Zuck, we did turn it <laughs> yep and everyone's yeah, yeah, of course we all want the money. That's what we're all doing yeah. it for, you know? Of course we're going to do it. They're the gatekeepers of that. And we're going to do what they tell us to do essentially. If there's money, it's like, yeah, I'll do anything for money. Wink. But like uh it's like it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like you have to. Yeah, yeah, you have to do it cuz that's how you make money. So you got to do the thing that they dangle in front of us. But it can change. We all know. We've all been doing this long enough where we know those things happen for a few months and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. And then we it's probably coming around to that time of year again where we'll start seeing those happen again. Like people are it's coming everyone's coming out of their winter shell, we'll probably start seeing uh some incentives to start posting to specific platforms. It's probably going to be Instagram or Facebook. It's almost rarely both, but one of them will probably have some sort of really cool incentive to throw reels up or whatever the new It's got to be Instagram. Instagram pays, I assume. Pennies. It's been so long.
2: Yeah, it's Since been so the, long. even the so bonuses right. were trash compared to Facebook. Right. Yeah. There was a
1: moment with the bonuses that I started shutting them off on my videos because I was like, first of all, they're not paying that well. And secondly, I don't think this is going to be around forever. And I'm glad that I did that because then I didn't like rely on that income at all when I was posting, Hmm. right? Like, I was like, I can just focus on some other things that are making me money and I would prefer to rather than just like assuming this thing's going to be around forever.
0: Yeah. Like, for me, I'm in a position where content makes such a small share of my revenue compared to my business that like any, all that money comes in. I just buy new equipment for content. Like that's yeah. basically what it does. Or like when there's a like workbench con or maker camp or whatever, I'll like have it pay for that. But like, it's not like a part of my revenue compared to the furniture company. The furniture company is just way more money, but like, um, but you know, maybe some, or hopefully someday it will, it'll, it'll change and there'll be a, a larger revenue share compared to my other income. But for now with it, with it, I just don't, it's just like, icing on the cake you
1: know absolutely i think that's the smart thing to do the smart thing to do is to have like multiple streams of income right because like if one of them goes away then you have like like i didn't quit my job i wasn't comfortable leaving my job until i had i think i had seven different revenue streams set up before i quit my job because i was like i'm not gonna have a steady paycheck now i have to have something to fall back on if one of these things goes away i need to know i can pay my mortgage at least and keep a roof over my head right so like for me I I'm wild and I just like wasn't comfortable leaving until I had all seven of those set up but like there are so many different ways in any business that you decide to do that you can make extra cash on the side and you have to try to leverage like every single one of those if you're going to be self-employed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you you need to have a bunch of options cuz things just flux all over the place. And sometimes like mm-hmm. a bunch of like multiple of them will flux and your revenue will drop. And you're like, oh, oh, and then it gets really scary. But then it just goes back to the people we were talking about who are like, I'm going to leave my job as an optometrist and make content on TikTok because they have this bonus program going. And then it's like, oh, that that can't just be your only job. Like that can't be your only job. It just can't be. And like yeah. for me, I like the furniture business is really stressful. And I do thought I thrive on stress a lot. Um, I will never I don't see myself ever not having the furniture business be it's just so fun like I love it so much like even if content does extremely well I'll still I'll keep having my foot in that door as much as I can because I I like to just make furniture all day like I really like making furniture all day I do like making content but it's really what I love doing like I love it love it and that's why it's been hard for me to like
2: let stuff go just because like also like we spent so much time like building the business so it's just kind of hard to like take listings off Just because we spent so long like building all that up. You've invested in it. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't enjoy it the way you did when we started. So it's like, right. We need to pivot into something that we can put our time into and like, which is like if I was behind, if I was doing more stuff like Mike, where it was like bigger, more fulfilling builds, it's just cranking out that little stuff over and over and just like the trolls are just the trains are just so boring. It's just exhausting. like oh, I got to stand but, for eight
0: hours today on this same stuff I did last week. Yeah, it's exhausting. That stuff is brutal. Like the small stuff is brutal. Sometimes, yeah. like we'll we'll do like a run where we'll have like uh you know five hundred or a thousand or plus whatever of like a small like a a uh, like a cookie not a cookie, uh, like a little s- cheese tray. We'll do stuff like that for businesses for like VIP gifts Were you gonna or you going
1: to say a cookie tray. Were you going to say a cookie yeah. tray? Because I, <laughs> I need was... that to exist now.
0: I know it's not I was like, that's not a thing, but it should be uh patent pending. <laughs> no, but, like, <laughs> but uh, it's a 50% discount candy tray. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's a, uh, we, we do, we'll do these like cheese boards and stuff and we'll do like a thousand or 2000. And there's like really good money in that, but you're like, 200 into sanding those with me and my team you know and we're like kill me wow like (laughs) Like, how can we like we're just like all miserable like everyone's hands are hurting and stuff you know it just sucks you know so and i'm like man that time saver machine sure sounds good right now but um yeah some that small work just gets like steals your soul quickly but but it's work you know can't complain money's only, coming in yeah like
1: that is the only kind of robot i would want to have in my life that i would you know that people are like robots are going to take over the world okay well if they're going to sand all my shit for me i don't give a shit yeah. i deserve it I w- okay come on ai
0: get it together i was at the 3m on. headquarters and i had like a robot that does that and i'm like oh that's dope and i was like what is that like three four hundred thousand dollars they're like no it's like 80 grand i'm like 80 grand, that's not that bad. <laughs> How much does <is> that employee <laughs> cost? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I was like, hmm, uh, that's less than a year's employee wages in my shop. So um I was like, that's not a bad price at all. So I'm like, we can make footprint space for that. But yeah, I mean, you know, sounds great. Other, and that so price we can
1: we can sell feet picks for that. <laughs> we'll
0: sell feet picks for a for a sanding robot? Heck yeah. I gotta call do the you guys wanna, I'm not doing that.
2: Do you want to talk about your OnlyFans account, Mike?
0: Yeah. Onlyfans.com forward slash coffee custom builds. Uh, there's no <laughs> pictures, but it is a real site.
2: <laughs> you should just I, uh, skip Patreon and just run it all through OnlyFans. <laughs> all through OnlyFans. I should. it would be, be hilarious. hilarious. That'd be
0: great.
1: Multiple streams of income, baby. Whatever you got to yeah. do to make yeah. yeah yeah.
0: Only, onlyflannels.com. Now, oh, it's my God. Rough. Why am I not on that? That <laughs> <laughs> sounds amazing, right? It's good. It's good. good. Um, Take my money. What's- Let's talk about Patreon. Actually, this is like off the cuff, but like, man, is that cool with everyone that we talk about Patreon? Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool.
1: I have lots of thoughts about Patreon. So great. Yeah, yeah. I
0: want to hear your thoughts because you've been doing it for a while. But I'm like really excited about it. We started it and it's growing slow and steady, but which is fine. But like the com- the people over there, they're really invested in like yeah. what is being turned out in content, and it's super cool. Like, I- Pete is my partner in YouTube. He's my camera guy. And we we kind of we run the the YouTube channel together. Uh, I can't do the channel without him. I just don't have the time so with with the YouTube channel, me and Pete may make the decisions and we, we always had this like idea of like making like this short form content. Uh, like going over processes that just aren't a video. Like, I don't know how other channels turn these things like the milling process. Like I've seen full like 20 minute videos on how to mill. And I'm like, wow, you're just like really digging for content at that point. Cause it's maybe a four minute video. Um, So we have this <laughs> idea to like offer, we have this idea to offer like th- those kind of like smaller videos to just our patrons at a certain tier. And, I asked the patrons, the patrons about that, and I did a thing, a poll on my Instagram, and man, people are like, yeah, I'd love that. So we're gonna start doing two of those videos a month just for the patrons, and like the response already is like yes, and they're they're providing all the video ideas, like what about this, what about this, and we have like fifty video ideas now just from the patrons. I'm like, man, this is fantastic. So it's like this, I'm super pumped on Patreon, and um, Patreon allows you to do that. Out, yeah, we're gonna be able to turn out this content that that's very specific to a much smaller audience, but they're going to pay for it. Um, and that covers what you can justify. We can do it. Like we can justify for
2: it. So, you know, they they're but putting a 20 exactly minute video just, on yeah.
0: a 20 minute video
2: on YouTube about you getting a square board would do trash
0: it'd die like it'd die on the vine it would never do well and i don't want that on my channel but on 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 patreon it's a place where we can do things like that and i can really teach which is i really like teaching like i can really get in depth and really niche like it'd be like super deep seo videos you know but they're just not going to do well on youtube they're not going to help grow the channel it'll stagnate things but we can put it on patreon and it's it's a viable source of income there and i'm really excited about building that community sam why do you hate patreon (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> not that i hate it but okay so here's my thought about patreon so yeah, yeah i want to know i, I want to start with who all of the people who are subscribed as patrons on my patreon account are phenomenal like they are right. amazing people they want to see me succeed they don't care like i've had points where i'm like i've apologized and they're like i'm sorry i'm not as active as i want to be on here and they're like we're just here to support you and like that right. is amazing so in terms of the yeah, community yeah. a plus But I do find, like, I'm someone who has eggs in a lot of baskets, and for me, sometimes Patreon does feel, like, make me feel guilty in a way, because there I have this community of people who are really rallying for me, and I feel like I just can't give it the energy it deserves, in a sense, right? And so, like, I want to do these things, like, live streams. I want to do these things, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, I want to do all these things, but then... It's like I'm working, I'm face deep in a project for a month and then I'm like, oh crap, I didn't post on Patreon literally at all this month. And so I just feel like it's this thing that's been making me feel very guilty recently. Mm. And so like, I'm not sure that's healthy for me or my audience that's there either. And so I have been toying with the idea of getting rid of it and trying Mm. some other things, but... That's no fault of the community. That's just me feeling like I can give You're it my slammed. all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just I don't. I wish I had more. I wish I could give it more. Like the bandwidth isn't there. You know.
0: I bet. Well, it's your call. But I bet you could. I mean, you have a cu- a couple of assistants. I bet you could have some assistance up with that, and the money you generate yeah. would be higher than you'd be paying them.
1: Well, and so, you know, like there are people in our, you know, in our space that are doing Patreon just so right. Like, you know, I talk about like yeah. my friend Danny from DIY Danny. She's incredible. She, her Patreon account is phenomenal. She has like a discord going. She does like movie nights and like crafting things and oh, wow. has other people. That's too much with her. But no, she's <laughs> crushing it and she loves it. And so but that's different. Like she loves it. Right. Like that's just like part of what. A,
0: no, that's what her. that's where that's are. a big platform like, for her.
1: Yeah, and it's a huge platform for her, and she's doing it great. <laughs> right. But then sometimes I look at her and I'm like, I can't do a, an eighth of what you're doing on Patreon. Yeah. Like, I don't have that ability to do that. So I don't know.
0: So we've been we've been trying to like we're we're kind of starting to get into a groove with the YouTube channel, and we're kind of trying to basically what we're trying to do with our videos is more of like an HGTV style show where it's a <laughs> really a fast, a fast paced build video. And we're really liking the video and we're starting to get good response on that. Right. But the videos, they just, the way they're formatted, we're not able to put a lot of information in there. But I think what's hat, what's good is that the general audience doesn't care about that information because they just want to see this thing get built and they like craft. Right. But we have this dedicated audience who does. And that's where we're like, okay, that's how we can leverage Patreon in a good way. We film all this stuff. We have it. Yeah. Now we throw can it in utilize there. it to throw it on there. So with Pete, you know, I have, I have someone actually like 50% helping me with it. So I'm in a different situation than you, Sam. Like I actually have someone who's able to like, I'm able to have like take that weight. So we're able to do that. But like, we're, I mean, I don't know if you guys follow Nick Padula, Padula Studio. Like he's an amazing furniture maker and he makes incredible videos. He's crushing YouTube. He's at like a half a million or something right now. But he has like a thousand patrons, a thousand paid patrons. Wow. And his like lowest tier is wow. 10 bucks. So he builds. So he just he he'll do a build, right? And he does the same thing where like he takes the sexiest, most entertaining parts of the build, puts that in the YouTube video, so it does well on YouTube, and then all the deep dive stuff, he'll make like a two or three hour video that goes on to his Patreon. That's how you gotta do you pay, it, though. And they they pay like twenty bucks a month, and they get this super long form, and it's like not even edited. He's just like putting it in chronological order, uh, and he's but those even people don't care. It. They don't care because they understand how to build. They, they want don't need the their info, hands held as yeah. much. Right. They want every single step, and he's doing it so smart. Like, a th- like a thousand patrons at ten bucks a month. We can all do the math on that. <laughs> so, like, it's pretty like, and it's worth it to him. And then he's making whatever his ad revenue is from YouTube as well, which is on not top bad. of that. Yeah. He's doing like he's doing like million view videos or half million view videos every time he puts one out. So, um, and his pieces are gorgeous. Like, he's been a furniture maker for thirty years. And he just seems like a super nice guy. He's doing everything right in terms of how to like take advantage of it, and like he's on Instagram as well. Um, I mean, but we all know Instagram doesn't make anyone any money. That's just a community thing for the most part. But um, he's doing. I mean, he's leveraging his YouTube to build his Patreon page, and his Patreon page seems to be his main source of income. Which I'm like, that's big brain energy. You know, that's like control it all.
1: That's a cool yeah. way to that's look what? at it, though. Like, yeah, it's a cool way to, because I think about it as like I think my problem is my mindset right now. At Patreon is like, oh, it's like one more thing I have to think about doing, right? But in that, right. aspect, which is why it took like, so long really to do it. Process, yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> so Like for him, it's like part of the process now. He's like, oh, I'm already filming this stuff. I'll just put like the uncut version on there. You know what I mean? Like that's. What I think it's his way.
0: priority over YouTube, honestly. Like I, that's I mean, hard. I think his, his I think so also, too. That money is consistent. That right, right? It like they don't change the CPM on Patreon. You know what I mean? No, it's that he gets his five ten money. bucks every like, person. Yeah, yeah. They he gets his money no matter what, unless he does something heinous that socially accept unacceptable. You know, he's but he's a good like that's not going to happen. You know, like he's not they're not going to flip a switch. I mean, Patreon could flip a switch, but there it's in Patreon's best interest to not do that because they know creators Leave it. will just <laughs> yeah. So like Patreon's going to stay consistent. You can pretty much rely on Patreon money there if you can keep your audience. Whereas YouTube. They haven't really done much of that, but they could at any time change how much we all get paid out pretty quick. And then we all see Easily. Like, different, like, yeah, like we see the, the, the payout. I mean, it could be affected by the economy. I mean, if there's less yeah. ad money to go around, only the bigger channels are going to see the better ad money because they're getting the most views. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's only so much ad money that Google can throw at people and these smaller channels will see the bad of that if the economy takes a downturn. So, um, that's just money. That's just how money works. So, um, Anyways, also your I think sector. What he's doing with, yeah, true. Like, like if if
2: you're in like finance channels, they get
0: paid. Yeah, so much more. Yeah, like if yeah, you're in a gaming stupid. channel, like they make no. Their CPM is so much lower than other channel. Like fitness other they don't get stuff. nothing either. Though they don't. Yeah, so there's like actually I think finance ours, crushes ours it. Is, I think the ours, ours is like decent. The hobby DIY is is pretty high for the most part compared to other niches. So, um, anyways. I'm really excited about Patreon. I think it's really cool. Um I think it's a cool thing. But yeah, it's easy to get overwhelmed by stuff, especially Sam when you're so established on so many things. Like and it's so hard to yeah. let go of any of that stuff. Like you don't want to lose ground on anything. It's really hard to lose ground on stuff. You don't want to lose any market share. That's what it comes down to.
1: Yeah. And that's exactly it. And it's like, you know, it's like I really admire people who can be on it all the time, especially online when they're still juggling all of the things that it takes to juggle a business. I just am like at that point where I I don't have any extra bandwidth anymore. Right. And like, I'm also taking on much bigger projects right now. And every project I'm doing requires me to film those projects. And like that takes 10 times longer. And so like, for me, it's just like, again, like it's not that it feels like a burden. I just feel very guilty that I can't give it the time and the energy. I know that that community deserves.
0: My guess is that your community there doesn't, feel the way you do about it i think they probably just want to keep supporting you that's my guess yeah and like, I, I agree definitely
1: yeah. yeah like i've definitely been on there and been like i'm so sorry that like i've been mia like here are all the things i that think you need happening. to not and do that like, that's fine I, why like, i think it feels you should do this I, know,
0: See, I know i think but as like, long as
2: you're th- upfront about it
0: yeah I just be like hey guys this month i don't think you need to be like apologetic i mean obviously you feel bad about it but you can just like yeah. hey this month it's there's not gonna be as much content as i'd like i don't know I think, I think that everyone knows you got a lot going on and I think it, yeah. all of us are busy and I think the people who are that invested in what you're doing, they really see that because you're probably sharing yeah. it with them at some level. So um, oh, anyway, yeah. Patreon's a cool I thing. Am, like, but... yeah, yeah, you're you're sharing that stuff. Anyway, I, I think that it's a lot of opportunity there to grow a good community because like product placement stuff, like I'm just not good with that stuff on in videos. Like I'm just not good with it. Like some people are so natural at product placement and they do so well, like it doesn't make sense with like bespoke furniture builds a lot of time it feels like a huge interruption to the process with a diy build like you crush placement like you crush it You, and that's an absolute compliment it's
1: just that's something that i pride myself on and thank you for saying that because like i like same thing with sponsorships like i don't like taking sponsorships unless they're like organic and like can organically be product placements in my projects but yeah i mean like i definitely i'm not making like a absolute killing on affiliates but like a few hundred bucks a month i'm making on affiliates and that's not nothing you know like adds up right, know, so. really helpful yeah it, it totally adds up i actually like doing my taxes i was looking at what i made in affiliates last year and i was actually like floored because like i made a few thousand dollars in affiliate sales and like that's just by putting products in my videos right and so and that's like money that's you're not cool. planning
2: on so it's like that little bonus
1: right exactly exactly and filling up a truck is not cheap so
0: no yeah it's uh it's there's so many different ways people can make money they don't anyway the point is is that with the product placement stuff I mean you just really need to understand what your what your content is and what you can actually do for different things like yeah I mean it's I'm I've niched myself down like build videos they just don't do as great like furniture they just don't do as great but that's what I want to do like that's I'm just going to have to figure out like I'm accepting that that's that's all I want to do like I don't want to do like talking head videos we've done them and they've been our best best performing videos and it bums me out but I'm going to do the thing I want to do like and we'll just find also audience you, all the audience over time it's going to be a slower growth so if you talk
2: to like let's say 10 top level content creators all 10 of them content creators are going to have like different main sources of income like everyone right. kind of finds their
0: own little right. levels of Making money. That's what I'm saying. you got to figure out what works for you. And I think though the like the furniture build video niche is small, it's small, the people who want to do it are ravenous about wanting to do it. And I think there's, there's ravenous people who want to do every different type, of, like DIY or like 3D printing stuff. You can find these people who are like, that is my whole personality. They will dump money into your Patreon. They will support you because you're crushing it and they love what you're doing with it. So um It's all about finding your audience on any platform. That's the long, long story that I'm trying to get to is finding your audience. Like you need to find your audience. And once you make content that is good, that which is priority number one, make good products, make good content, you will find an audience. It might take a little longer with different genres. But once you find that audience and the people who are invested, you're set. You need to take care of those people. And that's the thing that matters the most because they'll always take care of you when they can afford it. So that's like the most important thing. So. Preach! Hey, hands man, up! Martha. Preach! Hey. <laughs> uh, we're like an hour in. You guys want to wrap up episode two? Air quotes. I don't know what this is. I think that was a good talk. I
1: don't know what day it is. What episode we're on? Yeah, I don't know whose who's pants are if these? This is your first time. Episode here, it's our unknown. First time too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is self-made. If you'd like to learn more about this show or its hosts, check the links down below in the description. Thanks for listening.